0: It's D. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Midnight Madness, the unfiltered haven where your voice won't be silenced and you can speak your mind without the bounds of scrutiny. This is the podcast where we keep it real. No filters, no holes barred.
1: That's right. It's a place for the fellas and for the ladies alike. We're here to say things that the fellas want to say to their ladies and the things that the ladies wanna say to their men. We're thrilled to have you with us tonight. This is more than just a podcast. It's a gathering place for all of us to come together and share our thoughts, our ideas, and our stories.
0: It's that time when the world quiets down and it's just you, us, and the thoughts that plague your mind.
1: We'll laugh together, we'll vent together, but most importantly, we'll be real together.
0: So grab your favorite beverage, get comfy, and join the crew because here at Midnight Madness, we don't shy away from any topic. We talk about life, love relationships, and everything in between
1: we know that there are things you've been itching to say conversations you've been avoiding and questions that you've been afraid to ask
0: (laughs) well guess what this is the place to do it
1: no judgments no taboos we're all in this together
0: and together we're going to explore the mysteries of the midnight hour the thoughts that keep us up at night and the conversations we've been longing to have
1: so what are you waiting for join us in on the madness let loose and speak your truth
0: because it's midnight madness the podcast where you're free to say what you gotta say. Welcome to the madness, folks. Let's dive in. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm not on camera, y'all. This is the YOD Podcast with the Midnight Madness. This is Brent and Joe. Right now you are hearing me and I sound like trash, but I'm gonna put my hot mic in and we are gonna be doing good real soon, I promise. Uh, Dwayne will be hopping in shortly. We do have a wonderful uh, array of topics for tonight. Oh, I should be in there pretty soon. I'm oh, sorry, y'all. I apologize. I apologize. This is not how I wanted it to go. Oh, it's all good, man. This this is the real uncut right here. It, it really is, man. This is true midnight madness. I mean,
2: yeah, it, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love
0: like. it. Uh, keep it
2: keep it keep it thorough, as they used to say you, back man. in the day.
0: Keep it thorough. I like that one. <laughs> uh there are some things we do want to talk about tonight. Uh, Joe and I have been talking off camera for About 45 minutes Having a real conversation that no one is going to know And ever hear about And I'm probably going to forget half of it Because we're having a good conversation But uh, when Wayne comes in Hopefully I don't know if it's going to happen Because he's acting like he don't know, can't find the link um, He'll hop in sometime Hopefully soon oh, we'll make right part here, Oh here he is Hey, My man is back There on my, my dog Yes. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Midnight Madness version. Uh, but yeah, back on track. So there's some things you want to talk about. um, Joe, I don't know if you want to just jump right in. We were, we initially jumped in talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, one of your favorite people, uh, Mr. Jim Harbaugh and his uh, Michigan Warriors. Yeah. How do you feel, sir? So so this is, you know, as I mentioned to you earlier
2: offline, uh, this near and dear to the heart. I'm from Inkster, Michigan, born and raised, um, I, as I mentioned, one of my cousins is like one of the greatest University of Michigan running backs of all time, Tyrone Wheatley. So I'm heavily connected, heavily plugged in to the pulse oh, of the University of Michigan. And um, Jim Harbaugh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of all things maize and blue. When I first heard about these allegations, immediately it took me back. And, and this going to be a little bit of curveball. So one of the University of Michigan's quarterbacks that turned out to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL is whom? Tom Brady. Thomas Brady, right? Thomas. How, many, how many controversies or scenarios situations did his name or the Patriots come up in during his tenure? More than a few. More than a few, right? So okay. I'm going to be honest with y'all. What happened for me, I stopped watching NFL football because I'm looking at Tom Brady and I'm like, hey, this dude is so smug in the face of all this adversity. Why is he so comfortable, so confident acting this way, knowing his name is in the middle of all of this? And it made me be like, hey, it some bull, because if that were me. Or not just me like on some black and white, but me as an individual, I'd probably be up under a bus somewhere. Why is it he can act this smug and be straight? I was offended. And I was like, you know what? This one too many of these issues with these patriots that I'm rooting for because he went to the University of Michigan. I'm done. And when this stuff came out about Michigan, I said, you know what? I can watch game film right now of any team I want. And as long as I can see the quarterback coaches, the the offensive coordinators, defense, whatever it is, and I can see the signals they're doing, you know, when they're doing all of this, I can look at that and then look at the play and rewind it a million times to tell you what's going to happen. I can do that right now. So, a portion of this for me is this is ridiculous because anybody can do it. But the other portion of me is like, hey, if this is real, I don't know how I feel about this. So I'm torn. I ain't going to front. Half of me is like, this ain't a big deal. This is a ridiculous conversation. The other half of me is like, but but if Tom, sorry, not Tom, I'm, I'm still stuck on Tom Brady, but if Jim and others are aware of what's happening and are complicit in this, Then I might have to be quiet and set to the side. If if Jim didn't really know, and, and there's no way for me to be able to tell for real, because I wasn't in them rooms. If he if he didn't know, I'm quiet. But if he did, I I might have some issues with it. So I'm gonna stop it right there. And, and I, I would love to hear the feedback from y'all.
0: Sir, who hurt you? Please enlighten me. What? Thomas. What but, like, <laughs> how? Like, I don't. I'm so confused. Mid-argument, you turn from Michigan to Tom Brady and the Patriots. I did. I did. <laughs> I did, I did man. Okay, all right. Look, um, originally, I'm with you. I, I am. I, I just think that I've always thought you could steal signs. Like, they do them in the game. You got some not so much now because of the but it's always somebody doing the in the you know and whatever you see it in baseball um my biggest thing bro is is the elaborate scheme and the money transferring you got people buying tickets to games, you got coaches on the sidelines of Bum School, Central Michigan, Indian, I don't know what, is CM something wearing a hat as like he was an assistant coach? When Central
2: Michigan was it?
0: I don't think, but he was spying, the team they was playing was Michigan State. (laughs) That's, That's the situation, bro. Like, he was on the opposite side. Like, from like, while he was employed with Michigan, he wasn't He wasn't an assistant there. He was employed with Michigan wearing the other team's, like, coaching outfit, hat, shirt matching, in the sideline, researching. Like, this is, bro, I don't, I've, I don't know. It, it might this might not is it illegal I don't know like, I I'm truly trying to figure I'm sure the payments I think that's the thing brother it's the payments like you out here you got other students or you got students or other people at schools universities or wherever they at going getting tickets mm-hmm. to go there and record and then sending and you paying through Venmo and and your stuff ain't private yeah I have a thought i would thought um for me
1: truthfully i don't see a problem with what he did i don't see the big deal i think if you look at the history of jim harbaugh and michigan and the ncaa i truly believe that they have a problem with him because he came in as a a big name if you know jim harbaugh if you know him from the nfl he -hmm. is the guy that he does what he wants and he takes a different approach in getting there, and he does it effectively. With all that being said, he this is his first year showing what Michigan football is really like, and he can bring it back to its prominence. Mm-hmm. There's been hints of it, but this is the first year where they're talking about it, and everything that they've been saying leading up to this year was he has to put them in the national championship conversation. This year he was doing that. And when they saw it was going to happen, he's on the precipice of a large contract to be the highest paid football well college football coach in history. Mm-hmm. With all that being the case, they had to shut him down somewhere. And I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna say it from a outside view, but what I've noticed with the NCAA is they allow certain people to have passes to get passes and then they allow certain people to not. For example, not to bring up um, another college team, but for example, I think Deion Sanders, Coach Prime today called out NCAA and saying, hey, if somebody gave somebody money, y'all would be coming down their throats. You're coming down and throwing harsh punishments on everything. How are you gonna protect the players? Because the Colorado football team got robbed. And you know these people got NILs. They got money and everything. They're in UCLA, right? (laughs) They got robbed. Um, Where is the thorough investigation to protect the players from there? Let me give you another example. Just in my experience, in my lifetime, you want to think about Johnny Manziel. Everybody knows Johnny Manziel was not the type of person that the media tried to make him seem to be and the whole story behind him or whatever. Johnny Manziel still has a Heisman. However, you got Reggie Bush that doesn't. I'm painting the picture of the NCAA from that standpoint. If they have a problem with you, they're going to find ways. Actually, I think Michigan just came off some type of suspension or punishment because Mm -hmm. they had players that were visiting the campus. Um, Maybe it was more like a, a visit to see if they wanted to be a part of the school I mean, you yeah. know nah, they have those little welcoming, yeah. and then he bought him a burger or bought him some food. I yeah. mean, listen, if I invite you into my house, and I say I don't got nothing in the kitchen, then what type of what type of person am I, right? It, how am I treating you as my guest if I'm not treating you out to at least get something to eat, yeah. give you something to drink? You're a guest in my home, right? And, and so from that standpoint. I, I totally disagree with the NCAA and what they're trying to do, because if you watch any type of season, there is a narrative that's being built and that's being put together. This is the narrative for Jim Harbaugh, for Michigan football. Um, I don't agree with it. I don't think he did anything wrong in the day and age of NIL. Um mm-hmm you can pay players whatever you want or whatever they want and um you see schools like utah saying okay you know what forget it we can't play the players in the big name so let's just pay let's just go ahead and give the schools trucks whatever the case but he gets in trouble <laughs> yeah. for burgers right I mean, yeah. and then the other point that i bring to it and this is my final point with it is when you try to think about the idea of stealing plays isn't it going to be more competitive the reason why I'm breaking it down to you like this is there's a transfer portal at the end of every season and you can mm-hmm. get different players from different teams that you will play. They know mm-hmm. those plays. Nobody's mm-hmm. calling that out. However, yeah. if a coach is doing it and still in plays, it's a problem and it's an NCAA fi- violation. However, from a competitive football standpoint, you understand that if you come out with uh, an empty backfield and it's five wide receivers, and you're in a three-four defense. You're gonna get smoked. Yeah.
0: So personnel right. packages just I get makes it, sense. Bro. I, I I get it. You. You are correct. And I think that's why we never jumped to that conclusion that it was wrong. It's only the payment piece. Like who that that person. Is it legal for him to have someone go out and? record certain things and transfer film because coaches already send film. Dion, we've already proven that already people are already sending film on Dion and, 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 and what Colorado was doing to other teams to help them, you know what I'm saying? When before that. And in that film is going to have, you know what I'm saying? Information from the sidelines. So like that, that's already going to happen. Like, I, I don't think that's, I think it's, 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 what's going on, but I do think you put, you brought up the best point is the NCA is like a fucking mob. Yeah. That picks and chooses who they want to hurt. Uh before we before we got on live, me and me and Joe were talking about that. How Colorado situation was such a, a deal, you know what I'm saying? And, and 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 they were attacking them and trying to There is a law right now that's going through that is trying to change how the the NCAA, um and, and 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 NILs work with players. I just I just read read a, a little snippet about it. I got to get more information on it. And they're mm-hmm. trying to push this through um, to help the good old boys back in the NCAA gain control because things are not are not out of control. Brent, um, Brent. Dwayne brought up a great point with Colorado getting all their jewelry stole at, at UCLA recently. Like there's no there's no rush to an investigation for that. hmm There's there's no big outrage about that. It's like, oh some rich guys got robbed. Still, whatever. Yeah. Still still student athletes at a university with security. While they're playing a game. Well, it's going to make everybody a that's lot of make money. Everybody a lot of money.
1: However, Leangelo Angelo, yeah. got suspended. Right. He got Completely suspended, altered his yeah. career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, so that's my point, yeah. right? So these things can happen to me while I'm out there making this university, yeah. making ESPN and all of our partners a whole lot of money. All right. And nothing happens. Matter of fact, who would have known it happened unless Dion Sanders said it, right? Because exactly. there wasn't a report that came out about those types of things.
0: Well, and thank we- God that the um gosh, what's the name of the media company that uh Deion Sanders Jr. has? I, I want to give him a well off media. Well off media. Yeah, well off. He uh they he was recording the after effect of the players when they found out the jewelry was stolen. Because you know they went to the locker rooms. That's when they if you watch uh he has it on YouTube. Is when you start seeing people start realizing stuff is missing from their lockers, yeah. and then as they're outside, you know he's like he has the actual live, you know how they're feeling, and it, it, you can some people can say, I mean like a uh, Weaver, he's already left. I wore my, I brought my stuff with me. I'm like it's not, bro. It, the situation is your teammates were just robbed, and that's another <laughs> thing that we can talk about on another time. It's the fact that if if I was at a game and my my teammates, my brothers. Got robbed I don't care If I got my jewelry I'm not happy I'm pissed Well you're I'm also going... A little
1: relieved Right You're oh, also A little yeah. relieved yeah. Maybe they, But I'm not yeah. But they're
0: not But they're but they not Gonna feel that You know what I'm saying Like I'm definitely relieved Like you know what I'm saying yeah. when, when we get home And weeks later After people calm down You gonna know I'm relieved. But at, in that moment No one's gonna know I'm relieved I'm right. more in pain Than anybody else Because I have my shit And the people I came here to, to war with You know what I'm saying They were violated Violated, yeah. So, as a brother, as as a warrior in in them trenches, that's how you. If you don't feel it that way, then you don't really fuck with them boys like you think you do.
2: Yeah, that's I agree with that. It. I agree. And I I throw this out there. I don't know if um one of the pillars in the Louisiana State University football program is Les Miles. I don't know if y'all remember back in twenty thirteen when there was charges or allegations of sexual harassment and comments and blah, blah, blah from him towards these Mm. women. And it was held by a private firm quietly under the radar. So Brent, going back to what you said, there's absolute truth in the fact that the way that Jim Harbaugh did it when he came to Michigan did not jive with the NCAA yeah.
0: we know that for a fact he came and in with the same mentality he came in with the NFL
2: apps apps one and and it's the same and it mentality worked. and so to double down on networking it's the same mentality Lavar ball had with Big Baller brand, which is why they tried their hardest. To stop those boys from having success. Now, unfortunately, Lonzo has ha- like has a legitimate injury which is holding him back. But Leangelo, there's no reason anybody can give me based on his skill set of the three and D NBA we play in, where nobody's playing defense anyway. Why this dude who can put up points the way Leangelo can put up points isn't in the NBA outside of a message that they're trying to send to him to say, hey. You want to battle with these big four, big five shoe companies? You want to battle with the NCAA? You want to come in here and try to tell the NBA what we finna do? Nah, we finna find a way. We can't stop Alonzo. Hey. We can't stop LaMelo. Yeah. But Leangelo, hey. we were able to stop him back in college because of Dwayne what you just said, which was some BS because who else got some stuff like this
0: on him in college? So hey, we stopped quick, him there.
2: Real quick, real Go quick, ahead, do quick. your
0: thing. You going, Leangelo? Dylan Brooks. Who would you rather have on your squad? Real question right now. For the Rock. I'm I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll say Dylan Brooks. And let me let me tell you the biggest challenge with that though. Because he was suspended at UCLA, we didn't get a chance to see LiAngelo in prime time the same way that we got a chance to see uh, Alonzo. And I think that that was yeah, that was going to be his coming out party, or you know, whether how does he fit in the yeah. NBA game because yeah. of you know his skill set? I think that was the biggest challenge. Everybody knew that he he was coming, right? But when they suspended him and then that stopped his flow, then you know there was a lot of moving around and things of that sort. So I would say mm-hmm. definitely Dylan. Br- I think Dylan Brooks is great. Obviously, he, he got ninety Dylan million Brooks. dollar deal.
2: You see what he did in, in FIBA, Canada. Canada was not a threat. It was his play. Now hey, they got man. a good squad. They got a lot of NBA players, but it was Dylan Brooks' play
0: hey, during just, those FIBA I just, qualifiers. I just wanted to make sure y'all were on the same page. I
2: was, yeah. Now, now, Brent, I'll of, say this: There's a lot of Dylan Brooks haters out there. It's it is, of, and they all they all ridiculous in my opinion. I will say this though. and boy dog. I will say this though. I don't know if y'all remember what the analysts, the pundits, the the NBA talkers were trying to do with Lonzo after Kentucky played UCLA. And De'Aaron Fox had a phenomenal run against UCLA. And they tried to play it as if Lonzo was trash and the Lakers should have picked De'Aaron instead of him. But what nobody talks about is his mom, Tina, had a stroke right before that game. And LeVar said to him, you go play this game. I got your mom. I will take care of this. Nobody talks about that. So we can have this conversation here, but if something happened to my mom, I don't know, even if I had a daddy, I didn't have one that was in my life, but even if I had one and he told me, don't worry, how can you not? So, what I, I mean, saw was a kid who was clearly damaged by what was – because no other game did he play like that. But this happens, and then we want to use this as a
0: measuring stick. So, so Joe, in the moment, right after that game happened, I remember that. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think people they, – they said he had a bad game. No one, I don't think, it didn't really come out until maybe a little bit after, maybe a few days that, you know, his mm-hmm. mom, that was the situation. It was, it was like, that immediate, immediate reaction was like, yo, he had a bad game. Mm-hmm. And De'Aaron Fox is, I mean, he, like. A dog. But he, that's so I'm saying, like, it's, he's. He's still a dog. The, the, yeah, the proof is in the pudding. Like, it, it played out the way it's supposed to play out. Like, he had a bad game. Something tragic happened to him he still had a bad game. Like there's players that have lost. I know, I know a mom, but like your closest sister, you're like almost your twin pass away and you play a game. And you put out 50 mm-hmm. or, I mean, your, I your dad, too, yeah. your dad, your dad, your idol dies and you throw for six touchdowns. I mean, like I'm not saying bad things happen. And some people, you know, have bad games and mm-hmm. somebody else, you know, has a great game and that. But the, the play, the, it played out. De'Aaron Fox is a, is a dog. Lonzo is is a great is a good player. Then if he's healthy, he can be, you know, an asset to a championship team. I believe. Like I agree. That's so. It's not. I don't think anything in that happened in that moment is really negative. it's, it's life and it's how media and how you know what I'm saying reactions happen in the moment. Because after that game, I was like, damn, Lonzo. I was rooting. I remember I was rooting for him. I was like, yo, I, and I just felt bad. Yeah. I remember hearing. I remember like being on Twitter and seeing something like like the next day and being like, ah, yeah, I can you know, but in the moment I was just like, Yeah, I thought he just had a bad game. And I was like, Well fuck it. You know, dude had a run, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Seth Curry had a run, he didn't win the he didn't win it, win everything either, and went yeah. on to have a great NBA career, you know. So yeah, that's for sure. I, I I don't think I think when people start doing that stuff, man, they, they really aren't sports fans. You know what I'm saying? I love giving somebody right. some time to like prove me wrong or prove them right i think that's that's where i was leaning into hey brent i don't know if you noticed, know
1: but you're not on camera so thanks,
0: I don't. Thanks. I, hey, so don't you, thanks,
1: just, all right so um when i look at that situation i go back to the conversation with the ncaa and the nfl has it too right but i look at the conversation with the ncaa and the narratives right so you think mm-hmm. about uh the big narrative there was uh, LeVar Ball, he was pushing his kids, his sons, mm-hmm. and there was there was a lot of variables that went into what happened after that game in the tournament. One was, hey, Lonzo's packing it in. He's getting ready for the draft. You no, know, he's a he's a top pick. Um, but how does he respond in the face of competition? And then yep. you had De'Aaron Fox, which I don't. Sometimes people forget how he looks now and he's endorsed and sponsored by the curry brand now so he has Mm -hmm. a totally different look because he's jumping into that face of the league but when he first came out he had hair like alfred payton i don't know if y'all remember that it was like yeah for sure yeah so from a marketability standpoint those things didn't really align when you think about LA and what they were trying to do at the time um, and be in the face because at that point in time, Lonzo was going, it was a young group. It was a young core of of players out there in LA. Um, So there's a lot of variables that go into that. Um, But Joel, to your point, I think what you, you called out is really important. They, they tried to paint a narrative that, uh, you know, actually even I think um, uh, one, one commentator on, ESPN even shared his only disagreement with uh, Magic Johnson was the fact that he should have took De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo. You know, Steven even push that, yeah. So from their Roll perspective, it and, uh, and from my, I don't, I didn't have. I love Kentucky, at least back in the, as a kid. So those, I look, I stay abreast with the talent that comes from Kentucky, and yeah. uh, even the talent that doesn't even you know, make it. But uh, from that standpoint, I thought that Lonzo was the better pick. And I still do, you know. I think if if De'Aaron Fox would have been in LA, more than likely he would have been traded, and his career could be totally different at this point in time. You know, they were trying to do a lot of things to get a lot of players, and mm-hmm. not the ones that they had. So,
2: yep, exactly. Great. That. That's a good. Point, man. So, yeah. and 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 the only reason why I bring that up, Brent, so so not to disagree with you, because because everything you're saying, I'm I'm on par with it. Um, what I'm looking at is the bigger picture: is what could the NCAA or the NBA. What would be the benefit to them trying to change the narrative about Alonzo Ball outside of trying to shut down Alonzo Ball's father, yeah. who clearly took it on the chin? Like I'm going to draw all the attention to me. Y'all just go do y'all.
0: Yeah, y'all go did, hoop. He, he did. And he did what I what dad's supposed to do. Absolutely. He did what dad's supposed to do? Yep. Hey, I the best way to get the. All three of my sons into the NBA is to be loud, proud. Take the pressure off of them. Let them hoop. Let them ball. Mm-hmm. Get there, and then when they attack me, bounce and let them do their thing. That's it. Like, like, that's, that's a plan, it. bro. That's a plan. Yeah, it like, is. He, like because yes. like being quiet and being humble and trying to get there is, is is one thing. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. It's not the way to get the eyes on and get it's them. Not La. It's, yeah exactly like if you yes. want to get them in the league like understand like them boys could have been like just low key doing that stuff in Chino and yep. went to some <laughs> colleges and then maybe panned out and yep. you know what I'm saying but the fact that they did it together and it was loud and then it was winning and then it put pressure on them in, in, in the right way he, he raised his sons to be strong too yes. yeah, he, he I think,
1: yeah to your point I don't think It was pressure on them. It was more like because of the position that they were in, they were actually chill and quiet and played the background. They were able to where the dad took the heat away from them. Because let's be honest, if you're a college player, uh, and we know the narrative that's get painted with us, right? If we're a college player and we're talking trash, we're we're braggadocious about our skill set and saying, I don't see myself getting drafted lower than two. I want to play for the Lakers. It's been a lifelong dream. And you go through these interviews and uh, the pre-draft combine and all of these meetings with these teams. And you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm not even going to talk to you. You're you're drafting at five, right? And you do that. that, What what does that do for your draft stock? Now, let me have this guy right here that's saying it. And it it paints a better picture, right? You know, so I love it, you know? Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 For sure. Agreed, 100%. And I think that's what happened. So that's the only reason why I brought that up is because I don't think it had anything to do with the output of the boys. It had everything, even like when you think about when he was on um, uh, Colin Cowherd, LeVar Ball was on Colin Cowherd's show, and oh girl, I can't remember her name, but when she was clearly trying to insinuate what he was saying.
0: When he was like, yeah, "Yes, yes," uh, he's oh like, my "You stay God, in yeah. your lane." He's like, no, no,
2: "I'm not, not going to look at Are you because I'm same? scared of you." Yep. Yeah, and she spun I, it. They used every because if you think about it, look at it this way: big baller brand did damage, whether you want to accept it or not. It did damage, and when you realize, yeah. dang, Lamelo was 15, 16 years old with a signature shoe. That everybody on the street was buying. We're in direct competition with Nike, Adidas, and New Balance is up. Puma's trying to come up. We're in direct competition with them. We're stealing y'all market share.
1: What's happening? No,
2: we got to
0: shut this down. Hey, I'll say one more
1: thing about this, and then I'm I'm going. Before
0: you say it, I've never seen someone with a pair of BBBs. But I, I, know have, people, yeah. I know people. I know people wear them though. So I'm just yep. saying I just still yeah. haven't
1: to this day. I, I, I'll let you know that because a lot of people don't know. Well, I guess that's not the last thing I'm going to say. I'll say this and then I'll go back to my point. So, uh, two things. One, because the ball name was so huge at that time, they had deals through um, not just you know clothing and apparel, but they had a TV show. They had MTV or actually a Facebook show or something like that, right? So Mm -hmm. we we watched these kids not only just make it, but make money on another level before they were able to legally make money. So from that standpoint, their name was humongous. It was just across
0: (laughs) the world and they would travel. Hmm? Are the balls, are they the originators of the NIL?
1: Well, I, I believe, I believe, well, yes. And I'm going to tell you the reason why, because remember he started, he had the league that they, they tried to make fail, Yes. Yep. Um, which ended up becoming like, you know, D league, G league or whatever, but he had his league and yep. he was like, we're going to pay him. So, you you know, th- these things and these ideas, they all happen from somewhere. Yep. Um, but what I will say is to Joel's point, when you think about uh, the big baller brand being threatened, Or threatening the uh, NBA, threatening Nike, Adidas, Puma, New Balance, or whoever is trying to come out with NBA sneakers. It was so big that Kobe took notice. And one of the saddest things for me is that I didn't get a chance to see Kobe's life become bigger after basketball than it was while, because with the books that Kobe had lined up, he was Mm going to turn those into movies. The other thing was, and the biggest deal, if y'all don't know, he had ended his contract with Nike. He yep. was just about to end it, and he was going to start yep. his own sneaker that yep. every player in the NBA that signed with him was going to have their own yep. signature line. I mean,
2: yes, yes. Yeah. Which, So I'm, I'm going to throw this in there real quick, Dwayne, so I hope you don't mind. Yes. There are a ton of conspiracy theories. Man, things don't say around. that shit, bro. Uh, okay. yeah, no,
1: it's true. It's true.
2: Okay, so I'm going to throw two separate conspiracies. One is that, because we understand how that would have completely offset the market. The other piece is Kobe was approached. Now, this is speculation. I have no evidence. I wasn't in the room. There's speculation that Kobe was approached to do something similar with Gianna that Dwayne Wade did with the youngest son. Oh, in terms that. of the shift for the push in the LGBTQ movement. And because Kobe was like, nah, I ain't doing that. That is what e- effectively- but I can see that. I can yeah. see that,
1: but I can see that um, there, were, there were talks. I remember them saying that, and everybody said it. They said, Kobe is a big advocate for women's sports. As you see what he's doing with his daughter? And yeah. they were like, everybody was bugging him, saying, hey, you're going to have a son so they can carry your legacy. And then Gigi was like, I got it. You know, yep. pretty much I'm going to do it as a as a mm-hmm. woman, as a female. And yep. then they had already tabbed Kobe to be the next commissioner of the WNBA. WNBA. Right. So he, he was going to have power on another level. I yes. like, think about this guy having sneakers his own Mm -hmm. brand sneaker that he's licensing to who who if they don't have a deal through nike adidas puma whoever is not gonna say i I need let me get some kobe's right and then they're actually mine who wouldn't the other one thing is from his books transitioning into uh movies in la think about who's threatened there right so there was a lot and i think from a conspiracy theorist standpoint if you just sit back and you think about the trajectory of where he was going, mm-hmm. you got to believe that some of that stuff is true, or at least it was a yeah. thought in some of the yeah. powers that B's mind.
2: It just when you think about the potential of the impact. So yeah. I'm with you. So, like, again, I can't speak to it definitively, but when I'm deducing and, and I'm looking at all of the potential portions or the parts that play a factor in the end result, there's a direct line to it that says okay this makes sense i can't guarantee it but when i look at it i'm like yeah so even like i don't know if y'all saw that they released a new kobe shoe with you know vanessa it's like why would you do that you you know what i mean so like I don't know, man. I'm going to be quiet on that because I don't have any evidence or any facts that I can provide. But what I will say is being that Kobe was my favorite player all time, I followed him very, very closely. I followed Gigi's development very, very closely. I followed the people that they were directly connected to. So as an example, I don't know if y'all know this, but Gilbert Arenas was very much. So his daughter just signed her letter of intent with Louisville. She is a baller. His son can play ball too. But Gilbert was also very, very close with Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade's kids. So there's so much that happens behind the scenes that we don't really get access to and we're not privy to. It's interesting that Kobe ain't here. And this wasn't something that was a part of his legacy. Dwayne Wade is, and it is a part of his legacy. So, again, I you know, I can't definitively say anything one way or the other, but I do find that to be extremely interesting based off of other outcomes and results that we've seen as we kind of push into this, you know, 2023, 2024, this next millennia of outcomes. What we see today, what we saw yesterday, versus what's in the works right now to make sure that tomorrow happens. So I I I'll just throw that out there with yeah, no definitive stance.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Hey, yeah, this is all stemmed off of you know the NCAA and them acting as the mob and yeah. You know, there's so many different points that we could we could build on that. I, I would even say one more point if everybody doesn't know that one. I guess, governor or senator that is leading the charge against NIL, he actually played college ball. What's crazy about that is he's really close friends with Nick Saban, who mm-hmm. has been vocal about mm, being against. Oh, I mean, my know? God. So when yes. you think about the And push, the coach of Auburn. But you think about the push for it right now, they're like, okay, I can't say this. Let me get somebody else to say it.
2: Who can, but, yeah.
1: You know, so. Hey, no, that's, that's real. It.
2: That's real. And and then I'll say this last piece about this to kind of, if it in fact puts a bow, if not, I you know, keep it going. But when I realized, truly, truly realized how much the NCAA makes just during March Madness. And now let's condense it not all of, let's just say the final four games and the national championship game, just those three games alone, we're talking about billions of dollars on three games. So why in the world would I have any issues with anybody digging into my market share? I'm just leave it there.
1: And Brent, you fell off camera again, brother. He and while he's connected. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so,
0: hey, he's in the bathroom, bro. Oh, ah, there we go. Okay, these ain't these You ain't do that. <laughs> I, I'm quiet. I'm quiet. Let
2: me stop. But, but Dwayne, while we wait, Brent and I were talking earlier, and, and, and I can't wait for him to jump back in on this. But there was an interesting revelation that took place probably two or three days ago where one of my favorite all-time centers in the history of the NBA came out to address some rumors, concerns from fans, from naysayers, whatever you call it. Dwight Howard finally, finally spoke about allegations specifically connected to his sexuality. So what I would like to ask you is number one, did you hear his interview from his perspective when he was on a live sharing his thoughts, his feelings, his emotions? And if you did see that, what were your thoughts as a result?
1: Yeah. You know, so this was actually, and Brent reached out to me a little bit earlier. I think this is one of the things that I prepared to talk about. So the segment mm. that I kind of put together, and it wasn't specifically him, but it was just the idea of pro ball players and their off-court letdowns and how they impact their on-court performance. So. My thought process is just going back to answering your question, I saw it live, and I saw um, some people were asking him questions and he was saying hey you know where I lay my wood is my business. Um, And I get that and I totally agree with them, it is his business and it was never our business outside of speculation of, you know, Kobe saying that he's soft and things of that sort, or maybe he's smiling too much. He plays with a joyful spirit, you know, you know, little small little jokes that we would say as we're kids or maybe in the barbershop type type of talk, you know, not really saying it with proof or ideas, but just saying, man, he's, he's not pretty much compared to Shaq. So you would say yeah. like compared to Shaq, you know, he's weak or he's soft or whatever, things of that sort. Um, mm-hmm. Totally agree with him. The, the problem that I have is, well, number one, it is your business until it's public information, and it's public information because you are in a lawsuit. And prior to that lawsuit, you were forced out of the, well, You prior to that lawsuit, or think about after that lawsuit, because of, in lieu of the lawsuit, you were forced out of the closet because you had to make a statement. You see what I'm saying? You had to make a statement and talk about how you were doing this and doing that. And it was consensual. From my perspective, it's no longer your business anymore. Um, I'm a big fan of it is what it is podcast. Actually um, it's Cameron and Mace, two individuals that I listened to as a kid and actually and I don't know if you ever seen any type of correlation of this, Joe, but um I talk about as slow as Mace, right? So I, I mean that's just something that I picked up along the way. I don't know why, but I talk as slow as Mace talks. So <laughs> just with a you know, a southern type of uh, accent. With all that being said, I love the show and one of the things that Mace brought that was a great point was we typically say, Hey, what you doing your own time It doesn't matter, Um, you know, It. it, it, and he said the truth of the matter is it does matter because when it comes to making money off of the information, when it comes to media outlets reporting out on it, when it comes to um, who you're in a relationship with, and let's just say you're in a relationship with a uh, a lady or, you know, your baby mom or whatever the case is. And if they don't know these types of things, you know, mm-hmm. those things matter when they think about mm-hmm. it, in relation to your kids, those things matter on the back end of it, the other note that I'll bring up is may said this, and while it was funny, it is the truest statement I've ever heard in relation to the incident. And okay. he said, it is not consensual. If it's a surprise, right. with that being the case right there, <laughs> with that being the case right there, right. I, like I said, I agree with. Do I have whoever you are, bro? I feel like you should be there freely, but you got to right. accept the consequences of that too. So when I think about the off-court letdowns right here, this little lawsuit, trial, whatever the situation is, that's an off-court letdown, and it impacts your ability on the court performance because that's the reason why you haven't been in the league. That's the reason why you've been, well, allegedly. That's the reason why you haven't been in the league. That's the reason why you had to go to Taiwan. That's the reason why a team that I've supported for the past few years, pretty much since Steph Curry came into the league, Golden State Warriors had you in for a tryout, because they're lacking size. They need your defensive prowess. They need your veteran presence. Right. But they just could not make bring themselves to bring you in, knowing you had all these things going in the background, off court, considering the situation.
2: That is an amazing point. And it, I hadn't thought about it until you just said it. But you know what? this makes it really weird for me now. So I don't know if y'all paid attention, but some things have happened to the Golden State front office. Bob Myers is up out of there. Mark Jackson, a part of the reason why he was no longer there, he's a devout Christian. He spoke out strongly and consistently about his disagreement or or disapproval of a homosexual lifestyle. This came out. This came out as a result from things that we learned about who's on staff from Jason Collins and others in that front office, coaching staff and front office. So Mark Jackson didn't jive with them because he didn't agree with that lifestyle. So if Dwight Howard That is the lifestyle. It's even more interesting that he would not be welcomed with open arms into that organization. So even as you say that now, I'm even more confused because when they brought in in Usman Garuba and signed him to a contract, no disrespect to him as a player, but he doesn't have the cachet or the resume that Dwight Howard, who should have been a top 50, but most definitely a top 75 player
1: all time. Well, I'll tell you this: In some people's eyes, Dwight Howard would have probably been a top ten player all time if he wasn't forced to come out. If he was celebrating and say, "Hey, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I do," then it would be totally different. However, he came out and he said, "This is not true. This mm-hmm. is false." Blah blah blah. He's denied everything associated with this until it went to court, and he pretty much had to. Say the truth. Acknowledge it. And Mm -hmm. and it wasn't him saying it. It was based off of a statement that was prepared by his lawyer.
0: And then
1: someone else got those documents and said, Oh, well, here it is right here. Well, Dwight, through his lawyer, is admitting these things. So I think that's the case right there. And if he would have just said, Hey, you know what? This is who I am before all of this, I think there would be teams lining up considering how the nba loves money <laughs> considering how the nba loves money they love support you think about yeah. what taylor swift is doing right now for the nfl to Oh my point, god! i don't, don't want to take it off but i was in dick sporting goods getting my son some cleats and keep in mind i live in florida they don't sell anything else other than florida here okay but there was travis kelsey shirts jersey lookalikes in Dick's Sporting Goods here in Florida because of Taylor Swift. So what I'm trying to say is that correlation there, if Dwight would have just came out and just said, hey, look, this is who I am, this is what it is, what would that have done for the league? Mm. Be one of the best athletes to ever play yeah. in his position mm-hmm. is, interesting. you know, but instead yeah. he was forced to come out and actually, you know, in an ugly situation. Yeah. <laughs> and he lied about it. So I think that's a little different.
2: So so I'll, I'll say this last piece. And then, Brent, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. No the, problem, brother. The only time because I'm, I'm a big proponent of until I hear it from the horse's mouth, it's all speculation. Even if I'm saying it, don't listen to Joel. Joel is not the expert unless I'm saying it factually from I was an eyewitness. This happened to me type of scenario. So even as some of those allegations came out historically against Dwight, I always said, I need to hear him. And, and I think about when he was on the bench and I think the guy's name, I remember this guy because I, 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 I you know, I'm a huge NBA follower. The guy's name was Isaiah Cannon. I remember him. Young guy, smaller player. And, and I always looked at smaller players to see if they had the potential to make it long term. And um, he was just one of these guys who kind of got bounced around early, but he was on the team. It was the Washington Wizards when Dwight was in Washington for that, you know, quick vacation he took there. And he went, act like he was about to, you know, grab the guys, jump between his legs on the bench. And I did not want to leverage that as an opportunity to jump on his back because I remember being in middle school, high school. And I don't know if y'all did this, But we used to cup check each other. So for anybody who's not familiar with a cup check, we would just hit each other in between the legs. Now, the goal was not to use all of the force you had to really try to hurt somebody. It was just something funny. We were goofy kids. And Dwight, to me, in that moment, looked like a goofy kid doing what goofy kids do. So I didn't hold that against him. Other allegations came out and I'm like, well, Who's saying it? I don't know who's saying it. So I'm, I'm not going to really just accept what they say as as the fact. So I needed to hear it from Dwight before I would listen. So when he did his live, I was like, well, dang, that's the admittance. And I don't want to call it of guilt, but that's the admittance that we all kind of assumed. But we didn't know for sure. But most people had already charged him with the crime crime, you know, loosely as, as the term here. But for me, what it was, even before that, with all of that stuff, the one thing, and I think I might even mentioned it with y'all, when I saw Dwight performing as an ordained minister, performing a marriage ceremony for two women, I was like, that is interesting. Not right, wrong, and different, but interesting. Of all the marriages as an ordained minister, you could have performed. This is the one you highlight. This is the one you share on your social media. And that told me all that I needed to know. But still, I was quiet. I was like, I don't know. So I'm not going to get out here and start, you know, telling who this dude is, you know, because I could be wrong. But when I saw that, I was like, just as easily it could have been a man and a woman. But you selected this as your coming out party as an ordained minister which was weird to me. So from that point on, and, you know, this is early, probably in the summer, maybe a little, it was, it might've been right before you went to Taiwan. I saw that and said, okay, you're a part of the LGBTQ community. This is you kind of acknowledging that to all the folks looking. And again, not a right, wrong, or indifferent, but just to your point, Dwayne, if you would have led with this, where would you be today? So I'll be quiet. I, I'm, and like I said, Brent, I would love because we talked about it a little bit.
0: I would love to hear thoughts on that. Fighting two battles, man. I, it's the jokes can be funny, like we like, like I said earlier, the jokes can be funny, but I gotta respect that man's privacy. His internal privacy, whatever he got going on, or whatever, and how he wants it to be released or brought out, you know. I mean, that's now officially kind of gone. And now I just gotta hope that he can find a way to, you know, if this case is is is, is legit that you know justice is found, and if it's not, that you know, justice is found. I'm like, but honestly. After listening to y'all talk about it for so long, I don't I don't I don't, I don't like it no more. I don't I, don't,
1: okay, <laughs> I, I guess my, my confusing with
0: you is what privacy
1: is it when it's in the court now?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Like 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 I think whatever he was trying like so my this is what I was telling Joe is like there's a certain level of like what I gotta talk about, like what I'm gonna hold in for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand that if I like even like, if, if we blow up there are certain aspects of my life that are no longer private, bro. But there are certain things that I'm going to hold private to me. You will not hear me talk about it. You will not have a conversation with me about it. No matter how much you pull it. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about with his privacy, his personal privacy, whatever. That's what me and Joe were talking about earlier. So whatever yeah. he's trying to hold on to, bro, hold on to that. But in the end, like I'm I, I really don't even care no more. Like if it's I, all I want to know is, is did you did you surprise this motherfucker on some fuck shit and think that shit was cool? You a whole That's ass it. nigga. You know what, what I'm saying? Good. And I don't even care, really, like, <laughs> did you do it? You know what I'm saying? But if you did it, I hope you get found guilty. If you didn't do it, I hope that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying, loses whatever he can lose for lying on you. Well, I, I look at it,
1: and for some reason, I've been, the more I I look into this, the the more I become increasingly passionate about the outcome. Um, There's one thing that's very petty of me, but I'm going to say it because I feel like it needs to be said. Dwight Howard came into the league 18 years old, a lot of opportunity in front of him. Um, Life set. With all of that being said, he made the most out of it. But I do have a problem if this has been him for the majority of his life. However, he tried to hide it. And now this man has five kids. And he's doing these types of things. Just live your life and live your life free. Don't try to, don't bring kids into it. So as a parent, as a father, I have a problem with that. If that's the case, hey, like some people go into their journey a little bit later in life and, that's true. you know, I'm going to live and let live. However, I felt like he has been on this journey for a very long time to the point where secrecy didn't matter anymore. And the reason why I say that is because he reached out to somebody on Instagram. What type of fool are you? or what how have you let your guard down so much to where you're sending messages hey, on bro. instagram
0: sometimes man you, you you have so much sex bro you just you're just done and you just say fuck it i'm just i'm I'm done trying to hide it i'm I'm just hey, done.
1: i'm not i'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you because that may be that's not me, but what I will say is <laughs> What I'm, what I'm trying to say is whatever he had access to as a top level individual, as a one percenter in whatever state he lived, depending on what team he lived on, whatever access he had, it gave him no right to say, let me go on Instagram and set up this deal, Mm -hmm. bring somebody over to my house and then somebody jump out the closet. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh no, no, his, no! His the life that this man has been living has been so careless and carefree that he felt like that was okay, and that lets me know that this ain't the first time he didn't just come into this. He been living this for a minute, bro.
0: Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yo. Hey, that's <laughs> that's real. That, that's a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Where's bars? So, huh? I say this. I say this. Um.
2: And this is not just for Dwight. Uh, I'm going to throw another player in here, NBA player. For Dwayne, Wade, and then anybody else in a similar scenario. There's three things that these folks, one of three, but probably all three that these particular types of individuals are lacking. Integrity, character, and or courage. Without those three things, these are the outcomes that we see. So to your point again, Finn, doubling down on that, when Dwight was right before he went to L.A. and they won that championship, and he was kind of showing that he was still one phenomenal athlete. I don't know if y'all saw him out there in L.A. doing the dunk contest out there, Venice and all of that stuff. But he was dating WNBA player Tia Cooper. He made sure to post every video he could with him and Tia Cooper. But if, in fact, he is bisexual, he never posted a video of him and Tyran Cooper. You get what I'm saying? So that's where that courage and that integrity and character piece comes into play. If that's who you are, that's okay. I'm not going to hold that against you. I don't care. Especially in this modern era, you're going to get more support than anything else if that's the case, especially as a man and even more so as a black man, my opinion. So the fact that you don't do that lets me know that you're trying to hide something, promote something else. And as a result, to your point, you bring in these five children and everything that you've been quote unquote trying to put into them as children is all fake. So now they're seeing this and they're conflicted. So I agree with you 100%. If you decide that this is the direction you want to go and you're completely completely disconnected from the potential impact from the other people that you have brought into this world, you, sir, you, ma'am, are a scumbag. And whatever the negative outcome of that is, you need to have to deal with that. So I'm with you there. The other thing, the last thing about this that's funny is I love what you were saying, uh, and both you and Brent were kind of touching on this, to have the audacity, the nerve to go onto social media and and try it. You tried it with no regards. That tells me more than I need to know. And I don't know about you. Grant, you, Dwayne, if you ever experienced this, either personally or a friend of yours, personally, it was never my thing because I was always a watcher. I watched other people move, make mistakes, and was like, you know, the, the, the old saying goes, um, a, a smart man learns from their mistakes, a wise man learns from others. I was always a wise man, always. And, and that's, you know, not me gassing myself, but I always watched other people. And what I saw a lot of dudes doing is feeling like, they were so fly. They were so fresh, so dope. This woman wouldn't snitch on them. This woman wouldn't bust them out. This woman wouldn't set them out there. On This, this woman wouldn't cheat on them. This woman wouldn't leave them. Far too often, and, and I'm only speaking about dudes right now because I didn't have that, you know, the female experience where they were sharing this information, but I've got a ton of dudes that I know personally that went through this. They felt like they were so dope, so fly. So suave that it would never be them that got played. So sometimes it's not that you just that carefree; it's just you think that you're about you're above or beyond reproach where this can happen to you. And in a lot of these instances, with a guy like Dwight Howard, who can go anywhere in the world probably and and mess with any type of dude he wants to, that's you know going on that same spectrum. You get here where people are directly focused on outcomes for them personally, and you go on social media, you send a DM like you can't take a screenshot, text message, call logs. There, You can get caught up in so many ways. To be carefree tells me exactly what you said, Dwayne. I agree a million percent. This ain't your first rodeo. You've been doing this, and you just got caught up this time
1: hundred percent. I think, you know, being in a situation where you have access to not even manage your social media or manage your hookups and relations, um, you can have a team or a, an assistant do that. And then to be put in that situation, it's just it shows his level of being carefree. And I'll also say just from a character standpoint, agreeing with you, um being integrity. And you said you said character, and what's the other one you said? Courage, right? So you think about it from a character standpoint and really digging into that. Um, you, everybody's seen do, do I, NBA. Since Iverson entered the NBA, Iverson came in with, well, a little bit of Dennis Rodman, but nobody wanted to model after that. You think about Iverson, the braids, the tattoos, what that looked like, it made it cool, the jury, the ice, whatever. So by the time Dwight was in the NBA, and you think about him being a superstar, dunk contest, magic in the finals, Dwight had a certain clean-cut look about him. And that's just what it was for the majority of his the early part of his career. He had the physical fitness, the frame, but there was no marks on him at all. Now, Well, I remember like a few years ago, Dwight Howard had the blue colored hair, the multicolored locks, and he's completely tatted up now, like all over the place. And when I think about it from a character standpoint, it's not the word character that we would typically describe as, but I look at it as an identity crisis. He's still trying to figure out who he is after everything that he's done. And the reason why is because he hasn't been able to truly live out the person that he's doing in the shadows. So you're seeing these things show up. And I'm I'm just digging into it from a psychological standpoint, or maybe, you know, it's his it's those the um it's an emotional toll that it's taking on him to where he's starting to lash out in these types of ways. And the one knock that the GMs and the NBA front office has on Dwight Howard is his emotional behavior and how he reacts emotionally from the standpoint of him leaving the Orlando Magic, going to LA, and then the opportunity to play with Kobe. And he couldn't take it. He couldn't He couldn't live up to that standard. So he was just like, from an emotional response, to, he even said it, it was an emotional response where he's like, you know what, I need to leave this. So I do think, you know, from a, from being able to live his truth, from him having that, I think he has an identity crisis, it's really showing up, not in his performance. He can still play at a high level, but it's impacting him off the court, which is not letting him get the opportunity to be on the court.
2: Man, bars again. And, and to that point, if you look at Dwayne Wade, He's beyond his playing career. But you're seeing that same thing where stuff that he didn't do during his playing day, he's doing now. From the fashion, the clothes he's wearing, to the hair colors, to the fingernails painted, all stuff that he never did before, now he's starting to explore. And the funny part about that is, I don't even know if, I, I I don't fault either of them for it, but it's just like it. It's that it's that constant reminder that number one, it doesn't matter who the person is, the field that they're pursuing, their level of you know success, whatever it is. There's something going inside for every human being, and when and when there's conflict internally generally generally when there's conflict internally generally there's always trauma behind it and there's always a a a path of Doom kind of chasing it so like again you think about Dwayne Wade he and Garcelle, or wh- whatever her name is like I geez I don't remember a name now um but they get together and whatever beef they have happens he'd go out and sleep with a stripper or whatever it was, and 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 get get pregnant and had a baby. There's always some type of trauma. Like for you, this is Joel thinking now. Let me just say this, and and I, either one of y'all correct me if I'm wrong. For me to be a high pri- profile celebrity, because as an NBA player, baseball player, hockey player, football player, you're a celebrity when you're high level entertainer, your high-level celebrity. If I know that any woman would love to get me caught up to be liable to her for the next 18 years, I'm going to protect myself via NDA, via protection for myself, whatever it is. This is going to be a signed-off on contract so it doesn't impact me later. How are you, the age you are, Dwayne Wade, coming on the end of your career and you have an accidental baby? After you did this all these years and don't have any accidents, and then you have an accident. So for me, when I see stuff like that, I always look at it the same way. This is weird. You did all this time, put all these years in, no accidents, and then you get with this celebrity who you're talking about building a life with. Y'all have y'all issues, which most couples are going to have some issues. But you accidentally accidentally get somebody pregnant
1: weird to me you know what i think about uh for me in in my life and my journey is when i was really down bad one of the things that i told myself is when i get an opportunity to come up he here's all the things that i'm going to do to make sure that I stay up and up, right? So when you think about being down bad, um, really, you know, let's just think about a college athlete, right, you know, you're you're going to, back in the day college athlete, not NIL, right? You're going to college, you don't have money to to eat, whatever, whatever clothes you have is pretty much team provided gear, whatever the case may be. Um, And you're saying, hey, you know what? When I do get some money or if I do get some money, These are the things that I'm going to do to protect myself. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, when you're rich and or affluent and you have access to all of these things at your disposal, now you're saying, man, I wish I could just live like the regular. Joe and just go to the store. Nobody know my name. If I needed to go to Walmart and do whatever and do this and do that to the point where I'm not trying to switch subjects and talk about somebody else. But you have Russell Wilson. He rented out a Waffle House for Sierra, his wife. Right. And she wants to go to Waffle House, but she can't just walk into a Waffle House. I mean, it's just, the, it's just the facts of the situation. So in order for her to do that and go to Wealth House to experience that food that she probably had as a poor person or coming up or just leaving the club back in Atlanta, whatever the case may be, she has to go through extreme lengths in order to live like that. And I think that it's almost like, really, truthfully, it's the gift and the curse. You poor, you don't have access to all this, then the gift is, you're free to move the way you need to move and nobody blad an eye, blink an eye at you. However, the curse is you really can't move like you want to because you don't got it like that. When you're rich and affluent, the gift is the affluence, right? <laughs> the opportunity to, to move how you want to move, except the curse is you got to take precaution. You got to have things in place. And you know what the more i think about that it actually makes me go back to that conversation that was trending about the uh, the first date options so now you i mean you might see that as the gift and the curse depending on the situation because everybody's talking about it it's trending some people don't want to go to cheesecake factory where hey back when i was dating if i took somebody to cheesecake factory be, number one, I was balling and they were mm. happy. That was, that was an impressive first date, you know? Mm. Uh, so, mm. hey, that's my thought process, but, you know, just going on a dating scene, um, I'll be honest, since I've been married, I've been slipping on that. I need to get better. Um, <laughs> I, You know, need to have those date nights, need to do that a little bit better. Um, So I'm going to sit out on this conversation for the most part. I may be able to chime in going back, 15 years ago
0: or so (laughs) Um, but
1: outside of that you know i'm gonna let y'all take the lead on this first date stuff
0: i don't know i don't know what's wrong with you girls i feel like you don't know like you don't need love like you need somebody micromanaging somebody you know what i'm saying tell you what's right from wrong who's smart who's a fool what utensils to use What what food I ain't got time. I got schedule to keep. I I am upset. And I saw that and I've been holding it in. What happened to the days when we can just go out, have a small dinner, have a little conversation, go catch a movie, take a walk in the park, just chill, grab a coffee, go to a bookstore? Basic shit so I can know if I even want to talk to you. Like, I guess the difference is, is the world has changed and I don't like where it went. Because now, if you expect me to spend $500, thank God I'm in a relationship, first of all, that's a blessing. But $500 to do what? Take you out to some fancy restaurant for them to... Do some bah, 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 and sushi and you oysters and and drinks and then what? One question. Hop in it,
1: there. So is Cheesecake Factory number one because they're saying that hey, if you have to. This would probably be the best option, and the, really the last option is when you right. think about the list of twenty eight. <laughs> is twenty eight like the worst option all the way down to? Yeah, bro is,
2: is, is it the best of the worst?
0: No, is that what you yeah, saying? That's like, what I'm saying I don't I don't I don't think it's a list of like worst. Okay, it's just list. Yeah, it's just a list. It's like hey, like like taking a girl. Like, I, I, I think coffee dates on there. Yes, walk in the parks on there, to the movies nah, of course, on a, con- on a concerts on there, like I'm just saying, like if if I meet you and you got a t-shirt that says uh I don't know let's uh, fucking Taylor Swift you got Taylor Swift t-shirt on, and I meet you <laughs> randomly I trust I this is I don't know why you know Sierra <laughs> let's go Sierra fucking Taylor Swift if if I if I see you at the mall. And you got a Sierra like concert T-shirt on with some like nice ass shoes on. No pandas. You know what I'm saying? She, she wearing something nice. And I'm like, yo, and we start having a conversation. And then I get your number. And I, and our first date is to Sierra's concert in Atlanta or, or in Denver. Like, how is that not a, how is that not a great first date? Like, 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 where the fuck have we gotten to that a great first date is is some random Benny Hannah's or some special, I don't even know these restaurants now because I don't really fuck with them like that because, oh, the mom and pop spots, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's where the real ballers go, where the real money is You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where, where the service is up, top notch. So, yes, sir. I, I mean, but I, the times have changed, bro, and, it, and it's crazy to me now. And drive and like and the fact that there are so many people that are supporting this shit, that's the part that's like really driving me crazy. Like, yo, you humble yourself first of all, come back to reality because honestly, like we were saying earlier, bro. Like, there was a moment where I think women felt so disvalued and. The empowerment was to find that worth and that value again, and once they got it, you know, you know, it put them in a, in a position where they controlled the power of how. I, I think they always kind of did in my mind. Like, I'm not gonna take a girl to, to McDonald's ever in my mind, and I, I never had a good idea in, in my brain. But
1: so, so here's my thought. Like, truthfully,
0: when I look at this list,
1: critical eye, obviously, it's me are we really thinking that this is true or this is just something that's trending because somebody created it? And let me tell you the reason why the reason why I'm asking this run it. Like I said, critical eye, if you go back to the song formation, this is a song that Beyonce received a lot of backlash off of because it was performed at the super bowl halftime show. And I remember going back to that song and thinking, There's a lot of women singing this, one particular part of it. And it says, when he F's me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster, cause I slay. If he hit it right, I might take him on a flight on my chopper, cause I slay. Drop him off at the mall, let him buy some J's, let him shop up, cause I slay. However, when I look at the list, red lobster is represented oh my gosh so with that being the case it depends mm. on who's saying what mm-hmm. because i i the women were saying this loud saying if you do what you're supposed to do i'm gonna take care of you they're gonna take you to red lobster okay Preach. they're gonna take you to the mall buy you some jays and let you shop they're gonna take you on the helicopter You know, they're going to take you on these days. So with that being said, Mm -hmm. my real question is, how much value are we putting into this list? Or is this just something that somebody created? Because I'm going to go ahead and say it. I said I wasn't going to say nothing, but here it goes. This is me in my mode. Back in the day,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I would not take nobody to a sporting event. Why? That's for the homies. Okay, right. Awful house. We're gonna it get counts. you something real quick before you, you know, get right, mm-hmm. get put in a pile driver. Right. A bar for drinks, pretty much is where I'm grabbing you at. Hookah mm-hmm. bar, right. I ain't trying to sit down and talk. Okay, right. there's that, that, too many people might be sitting around, and they might get the wrong message <laughs> if I'm sitting with you. Come on, nightclubs. That's where you're getting picked up at.
0: Yep. i see you there. That's,
1: Bowling, same thing. Group events, whatever the case, right? Somewhere that requires a long drive, you not worth my gas. Mm Never. Movie night, Netflix, Hulu, etc. You -hmm. know what time it is. Always. Right. Family functions. Be pleased. Ice cream dates. (gasps) It depends on if you lactose intolerant or not. You know, come on, that could could be (laughs) something bad.
2: How hot is it?
1: Coffee dates.
2: Now I don't even drink now,
1: coffee. I don't, I don't drink coffee. I don't even do, like what is that? I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna get some black coffee nope, and just no, sit down. no, yeah, there you go. And, and then you got Starbucks right there. You are not worth no money to go Look, to no Starbucks never. for nothing. Church. Now. now, number one, people don't know this. Here's the time to hear it. My dad's a pastor, so we go to any church. Be going to my church. And if you go to my church, there's too many questions being asked to me. So facts. that's hell no. <laughs> the gym. More than likely, that may you know you might be able to slide with me coming from the gym, not going to the gym to work facts. out. Come on, well, uh, Dennis, it's racist. I'm not going in there. <laughs> Never I'm, I'm up. <laughs> I'm just going I'm through over, this. Door let's, put, let's just run through this, man. Um, aha. i'd rather go to waffle house you know and just make it quick a buffet now let's be real if we go into the buffet that means you're humongous and probably one thing i want out of you (laughs) red lobster we talked about that we got there you go brent we got um (laughs) we got red lobster beyonce took care of that for us wing stop now you know if come you' in Wingstop, come, hey, come on, man! We we come it. on, man! It's from Buffalo Wild that's, that's Wings. After. Now, you know that—that that means you don't level again, up from Wingstop. From Wingstop, fast. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you with the homies to the game. Hey,
1: any fast food chain. Now I'm gonna say this, and I ain't trying to down nobody. But back in the day, I come from the generation where. You don't spend money on nobody. And you know, you think about, um, I can't say the words, but it's a song, uh, bees ain't ish, but hoes and tricks. Okay. (laughs) Come on now. So you know that like I come from that era right there. Right. So I used to tell girls back in the day, I'm talking about, man, I'm probably like 19 at the time. And I would tell them like, look, you know, I don't spend money on no woman it just is what it is and i would say this on purpose because i would end up getting them something from a little fast food spot you know a little combo mm-hmm. of $4.99 dollars and that would make them feel so special so this is on their list but keep in mind it's not no first date if you get that. Now I made you feel special because you already have the idea in your mind that I don't spend money on nobody. Easy. My house. I don't know you like that. Either in the coyo crib. Um the movies. You already know I'm getting it right there. It ain't no date. I'm paying for I'm not getting a hotel or something. You gotcha. know? Um <laughs> Olive Garden. I'm just keeping it a buck. Come
0: on, Olive Garden. Olive Garden.
1: I mean that, man, man, you know, that's that's cool. Like actually back in the day. Go there for a little special occasion, little birthday or something. It was no big deal. Chipotle, um, it's actually newer on the list. That wasn't even something yeah. that made like I didn't know that existed back in the day. So I don't know. Um, you know, Chili's, nah, Uh Applebee's. Now nah, I mean nothing wrong with them. Um, I don't think it's a bad date, but it just wouldn't be in the one. That's closer to my house or my area that I frequent. It would be, you know, in a, you know, cut chilies or Applebee's, and like I said, Cheesecake Factory. You take somebody there, man, you, you off the chain, you yeah. a star. And yeah. you know, I think about this list more as I ran through it. The truth of the matter is, we live in a world where people say, and they know for sure, for certain, what they don't want, but mm-hmm. cannot communicate what they do They want. do. For, yes. for it to be twenty eight on here, but you can't, if you can't sit the woman down and then any woman, the majority of women, nine out of 10, if you ask them, Hey, where do you want to go this weekend for dinner? They're, they're not going to be able to give you an answer, mm-hmm. right? They have no idea. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's true. You see the memes, you see the, you know, you see everything. It's, it's the facts yeah. out there. They cannot yeah. communicate what they do want. So with all that being the case, I'm excited about this list. But the truth of the matter is it's fake because if you are invested, if one girl is invested in you, it don't matter where you want to go. If you say, Hey, this is what we're doing. Put on some clothes. I'm going to pick you up in an hour or two
2: and then they get dressed.
1: dressed. That's it. Facts.
2: Facts. So can I, can I drop a couple of lines on this real quick? You got it. Uh, number one, Dwayne, I love the breakdown spot by spot because it, it gives you some insight into the male psyche and i i can't argue with any of them that you said so that was eerie number one it was eerie to hear you go through these because i'm like yeah that's yeah yeah I, I agree he right so that's the first thing um and and that's just to simply put it out there again i don't think men and women understand just how differently we perceive Information, situations, nuance. We just don't get it. And until we accept the fact that there is a significant gap in that, we're going to always have issues. The second part to this is, and and this is where Brent and I kind of touched on this earlier, we are not taught how to properly vet for the person we want to be with. So, what generally happens is there's some type of an attraction. Uh, and I look at my my fifteen year old, my stepson, my bonus baby. All the woman got to do is look at him and he in love. So he does not have the skill set required to vet properly because he's so it's almost like he's a hopeless romantic in this new era where, you, you want to kind of be like the cool guy, but still quietly, you hopeful that she like you. So you'd you be goofy behind it. So it's this, it's this weird dynamic that I'm seeing in this modern era, but even dating back to my era. So like I said earlier, like we get caught up in that machismo of I'm so dope. I'm so cool. She ain't never going to do nothing wrong to me. The reality is we have not even vetted beyond surface level stuff. How does she look? how does she interact with me? But in reality, we don't know how she deals with conflict. We don't know how she deals with problems that may be kind of festering with the family. We don't know how she looks at goal setting and achievement of goals and overcoming obstacles and roadblocks, being able to properly identify. We don't know any of that stuff. So we don't vet. We just all right, well, she's like this and I like her. And then it gets to that point where, well, I done put some time in, so, you know, I I done invested. It's it's all nonsense, if I'm going to be honest with you. So, and I mentioned this, I don't know how many times to people I talk to, but my wife and I have a business around maintaining families. And a part of the family is husband, wife. And it's interesting because when I think about that, it's like, well, I'm not a I'm not a specialist, I'm not a psychologist, a therapist, a psychiatrist, a mediator, licensed in anything, certified in anything to give anybody advice on how to be a proper husband or wife. I'm just an expert in my journey. But all that, you know, kind of tied back to this conversation. The one thing that makes this all interesting is what is it that drives you? to even want to be in a relationship in the first place. What drives you? Because that will tell you how much you're willing to spend, how much you're willing to invest in somebody you don't really know. What is motivating you to to want to even spend the time with this person? And most times it's something nefarious, if I'm being honest, for men and women. It's something nefarious that they're looking for and it's always about what they can get from it as opposed to how can we link up and build something bigger. So when somebody doesn't get what they want or when they do get what they want, there's a irrational sense of not not accomplishment, that's not the word, but comfort in this this can be this. But the reality is that comfort is built on what you can get out of it, as opposed to what you're putting into it. So again, you're not vetting. And and for me, when I saw this list, the other piece of this, this was BS. The girl, they already done called him out. The dude, it was like the dude and the girl, I'm sorry, the dude and the girl were trying to do some nonsense. And they were basically putting this out there. This was a fake video. And it kind of got exposed. But to what Brent is saying, there are people who are responding to it as if it's real. That is the population that we have to be weary of. So when I talk about Thanos and being like he wasn't wrong, those are the folks I'm talking about. It's people that are completely oblivious to reality and in some instances choose obliviousness over reality. So they perpetuate these negative Stereotypes, situations, circumstances, and create another negative situation, circumstance, bring a kid into that, raise them up into that negative circumstance. And it's just that perpetual nonsense that we see, especially within our culture. I'm only going to speak to our culture because that's what I'm a part of. But that's what we see. You don't vet properly. So you make a bad choice. And then you vet your frustrations about the choice that you made and you imprint that onto those who come behind you and they just yeah. learn and re- rinse and repeat. Go ahead, brother.
1: Well, yeah, the more I think about it, I think about, I mean, the vetting pieces is, is one. I think this is great from a list standpoint, just so you can talk about the, the overarching theme of relationships, which yes, sure. I do feel like we, we can, dig into this on a much deeper level. One of the things that sticks out to me from a relationship standpoint, even goes back to one of the topics we talked about a little bit earlier, pro ballers, off-court letdowns, now the impact on-court performance. Mm-hmm. One of the things that sticks out to me the most was, I'm not sure if you heard this, but there was a report that came out last season Maybe around the end of the NBA season, beginning of the playoffs, where Jordan Poole spent five hundred thousand dollars on ice ice spice. Yeah. Now I'm not sure how much he was making at that moment. His big contract, I think it might have kicked in either last season or just kicked in just now, like with the with the Wizards. But with that being the case, maybe it's a sign-on bonus and he got all that, he's good, whatever. But with all that being the case, 500K, I mean, whatever, man. I mean, everybody knows when you hear 500K, what that means. So if you did that on a date, it reminds me of a friend, a good friend of mine, grew up with this guy. But let me tell you, and I'm sure there's other people like this, Mm -hmm. that... If they post something on social media mm-hmm. and a girl, a lady likes it, they think they can smash. Straight up. It Facts. sounds funny. It sounds no, funny, no. but I want you I know to you understand <laughs> the mindset of certain people mm-hmm. where it's like, I think she liked me. What I know I, I can about? smash. And that's just how some dudes think. So yep. with that, to your point, you talk about the vetting process. What do you want in a relationship? What do you want in a mate and a significant other? Why do you like this person outside mm-hmm. of those initial stages? You know, that them people are just like, Hey, you know what? If she like me, I like them. You know? And, and if they like my picture, they like my post. I think I could smash. We, like, go it, it, it's, it's actually, <laughs> we go together. It's actually, it's it's bad, but I want you to like, I'm breaking it down to you from that perspective to where yeah. these people will pretty much let go of anything that they previously would have said that they wouldn't do when an opportunity comes because they don't really have standards for their significant other, but also mm-hmm. standards for themselves and it ends up being a meltdown.
2: Well, well, you're seeing it right now with, and there, well, let me say it differently. I don't know if money is a driving force because it always is something that you have to consider. But if y'all are not familiar with one of my favorite college players, Marilyn Terrapin Joe Smith and his wife, former porn star. Okay, so, f- so Dwayne, I, didn't I seen, know that.
1: I, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's who, that's who she was. I oh, know yes. that she has an oh. OnlyFans. Uh-huh. And she was uh, like, You knew who it was before. And I was thinking that, you know, maybe she was in the club or something. I didn't know what the situation uh, was.
0: No, for, for a portion.
1: I That's bad.
0: Yes. I mean, Has anyone seen anything? Go ahead.
1: Anything like what?
0: From the footage, uh, footage yeah. of her
1: neck?
2: Yeah. I, I've not searched it. Nah, I, I, just, I, I just saw to. the
1: clip. I just saw the clip of them arguing and that's yeah. why I didn't know I didn't know who she was I didn't know I just knew that she was Joe yeah. Smith's wife and he didn't like her having only fans and she didn't tell him yeah. um he had to like find out through the oh, like I said relation no nah, through no homies stop <laughs> man it had to be social media somebody sent them a little uh-uh. or whatever
2: is one of the homies I
0: don't know, man. He said through the streets oh, and through
1: the homies. Said, man, you gotta stop that, man. You gotta stop. You see, you gotta, see, look, you gotta protect our pro ball players, current and former. Lorenzen Wright had a little situation, man, with his wife. So, so you say the homies? I ain't trying to see Joe Smith in jail. Yeah. Because the only way the, the homies right. don't know is if the homies were subscribed.
2: Facts. Which is problematic. Hey, look. Don't subscribe. Come tell me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't, don't subscribe. Come
2: tell me. I like that Yeah. But no, that's that again, bars. Y'all, y'all, y'all spitting bars right now. I agree 100%. But again, the reason I bring that up is because, again, far too often, every decision. So there's a difference between men and women, men are more visual women are more concerned with outcomes like security, stability. What do, What does tomorrow look like? Am I going to have to work? Am I going to be able to move this way? It's just a difference in how we approach the situation in general. So when you look and you see a woman who's attractive, you know, just aesthetically, like pretty face, body's built the way you want it to be built. There are a lot of guys who are willing to accept and tolerate any past behaviors because the aesthetic is there and all i gotta say is yeah you know i used to do that but i don't do that no more you know, you know I'm, I'm being 100 with you i'm being honest so now you can trust that i'm always gonna be 100 with you because i just told you i used to do porn what i didn't tell you is i did 5,000 scenes um so i made it seem like i did you maybe like five ten of them and then it got out but anyway that's another topic point being bro who the hell are you talking about Speculation. I'm just. I'm making. Oh, I'm making that stuff. No, I'm making enough stuff. No, I. I got a that catalog. Does. I got all. I got all five thousand of her videos in in a playlist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, you know, Brent, Brent be looking at stuff and then saying he should, he would be able to be a star. And I'm like, hey, look, man, <laughs>
0: keep, fun, keep that bro. to yourself, fun. bro. Keep that fun. to yourself. Man. Why are you, you bringing know? up old shit, bro?
1: Because, man, I told you when it left your head and then and came into mind and that, that's oh, where the wow. big pause was. So I man, said, I, you know, you know so now I can't get
2: rid is, of it. No, the big pause is you saying when it left his head that's yeah,
0: a super pause pause Pause, pause. pause. pause my it's face pause. looking like that
1: <laughs> pause pause yeah hey you know i um the the biggest problem that i have with it outside of um her recording the interaction and putting yeah. it out there yeah. That, yeah. that's that's one that's big but the other part of it was the statement You knew who I was before you you met met me. me. Yeah. I think, I mean, people change and people evolve. But that that line right there pretty much going forward to me gives you the creative license to do everything Mm -hmm. that you were doing Mm -hmm. before we were together. Unless we have a strong conversation about that. Because I'm sure once two people come together, right? And you're open and honest about your past or whatever it is. Some people are, some people aren't, uh-huh. let's just say you are open and honest about your past, or maybe you met because of the past, right? <laughs> and, and that person heard about you. Once you say that, if that person stays with you and there's no conversation about who you are, and in who you are to become going forward then it, it doesn't end well in my yeah. opinion you know yes you, like, how can you say that you know who i was before you met me i pretty much said that Shit, whoever the hell i was now i might get back to doing just that you know
0: yep. <laughs> <All> i <right. laughs> think the, like, the same way to like talk to your spouse agreed, agreed. I, I, To a loss of words, like, when I heard it, I was just like, damn, like, that can't be love. Like, that's just not, that's compromise. Man, let me tell you
1: something. That's an insane way to talk to anybody (laughs) that you are cool with in a relationship with. Yeah, Yeah, you know, because because let's just say, all right, cool. Like, you got a homeboy that is, (laughs) you got a homeboy that's down on luck right and you know him big player type from back in the day out with all the girls you know you know that he gonna find a way to live with a girl and freeload off of her but he's Mm -hmm. down luck, and he reaches out to you you like man you my boy man you my day one man and if you need to play state man here's a couch you know here's a week or whatever you come home from work bed squeaking and he was like, come on, man. You know who I was. Man, <laughs> you know, I'm about to kill you, dog. No, <laughs> bro. bro. <laughs> that shit sounds so familiar. Anybody that you respect, you cannot use that. You know you what I mean? Like, you can't.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Man, and, and I tell you, like, what was so interesting about what both of y'all are saying is how nonchalant she was when yeah. she was saying it, just like, you know, kind of making it like, "Oh, come on now, you tripping, Joe? You you already yeah. knew what this was." Yeah. That tells me either there's one or two I things. Like here. I ain't one, like that shit. like shit at all. This is them playing a the game on the public to figure something out financially, or this is utter and absolute disrespect for a man. And and like I said, the reason I mentioned some of Joe's. Joe Smith's histories because I did follow him through college. I was a huge Mm. huge fan Um, and I've never seen so like when I look at and think about real men there are certain things that we don't do if my wife is ever recording me in a conversation guess what I'm gonna do I'm done I'm done so that made me think either one this is a dude who is so emotionally distraught in this moment that he has no other recourse but to continue to engage in this conversation or this is a game that they're playing on us and since mm. i don't know i'm gonna still leave it up in the air but mm. when i think about will smith similarly i see some of these same type of behaviors for him so either one will and jada are playing a game on us and they just keep on you know bringing us deeper and deeper in, into their you know, web that they're weaving, or Will Smith, Joe Smith. Wow, Will and Joe Smith. That was an accident.
1: Yeah, stay away from them, them Smiths. Got
2: them Smith brothers. <laughs> stay away from them. Uh, but either either they're they're pulling us into their web, or they both some super super suckers, and I don't know which one it is.
0: <laughs> they pulling y'all into their web. Now, nah,
1: well. Well, maybe, but I will also say this, and this is my problem with the gift and the curse, right? Or this is my uh, dilemma. Mm -hmm. You got Joe Smith, NBA player, Mm -hmm. hell, Zion, right? Mm -hmm. But you could have all of this at your disposal. Instead, what you want is something that other names out here getting and putting on camera. I wasn't even trying to talk like that but it is what it is man, man, there's that. so many
0: jams tra- out here in the world bro hey, you, you want to lock Flip.
1: down something somebody doing like this in, you know what I'm saying now, somebody hey, had, bro.
0: come on on the triple threats come on man. <laughs> on the man dingo warriors I hear stringing the same things pause pause bro that's what you want to lock down
1: Come on, if she was doing that, let me tell you something. I'm going to say it, and I don't know this for sure, but I truly believe it based off of my childhood.
0: All right. So Uh, women
1: in that industry mm -hmm. are not doing it for the money. (laughs) Yes, they're getting paid, bruh. (laughs) Yes, they're getting paid. But I'm letting you know that they're not doing it for the money. Because that money right there, they can get it without being on camera. Okay? Doing the same thing. They are doing it for the exposure, for the fame. And just so happen, they're being dogged out through the process. So, yeah. and In the world loves it. So with that being, and I'm letting you know this, because the person that stands before you today wasn't always this <laughs> polished, and there were a lot of, wow. man, put it like this, man, we, you know, whatever, we can talk about it another time. No, no, let's saying, talk about
0: it now, brothers.
1: Man, we used to have the individual's names in our head. And then we would say, all right, look, let's, let's go identify one back in school and then figure out how we can do some of these same things too. Right. you mind not playing a right, right. you know, football team? You know, used to have girls, stay out of school we used to, some people just needed love and needed attention, I guess, right. you know, looking right. back, you know, so yep. those types of things happen. But with all of that being said to have money at your disposal. And then to go after that, Mm -hmm. you must either, one, think very highly of yourself, or two, think very low of yourself. Yes, sir. And that's that's all I'm trying to say. So when you think about this Joe Smith situation, if he felt very highly of himself, then his high would have not led her to do OnlyFans. And then him feeling like this, or like you said, he could be playing us. But I do find a problem with going back to Jordan Poole, the ice spice, like what they're chasing after just to say that he got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zion Williamson and the uh, stripper one chick, the other one um, who put Zion on her face, you know, all of these things that they're doing it, they're missing something in life and they're chasing it in something that if we wanted to, we could invite Joe Smith's wife to the Wild D podcast for Midnight Madness, have yes. a long conversation with her virtually or in person. Now, I'm going to let your mind go what the in-person sound like just based off of what we observed. And I'm saying that because and the reason why I'm saying these things is because <laughs> that's the type of woman that is there, right? That's the type of woman that's there. But you have been blessed with millions of dollars and that's what you chase and everybody else don't even have to chase they can walk up to it
2: yeah so no i bruh you have just dropped so many nuggets of wisdom on the table real quick hey listen so similarly my pursuit was basketball through college so i went to a small college and just being a part of them scriptures put you in a different echelon in terms of what sure. people were willing to accept. And and I'll put this out there. Um, and I probably shouldn't, but I'm gonna put it out there. Um, Midnight Madness, right? There was an incident, a situation. I call it an incident because of just how ridiculous it was. This, this young lady was pursuing me so hard and I had absolutely no respect For her, it was in the little broom closet up under a staircase. We went in there so she could handle her business. And when you think about that and you extrapolate that in terms of people who are willing, scenarios that are much, much, much worse, you quickly find, to your point, they're not doing this on camera because they need the money. They're chasing something else. Now, whatever that what else is, it's not my job to determine. But I can be honest enough to say at this age now, looking back on situations I found myself in, friends of mine, situations they found themselves in, situations we found ourselves in together, I can say for a fact, there's always somebody who's willing to go that extra mile. And there's generally not anything you can point to specifically on the surface to justify their reason for doing it. So what that tells me is one of two things. One, I don't have a very high level of standards that I'm putting out there. Otherwise, I wouldn't accept this person into my space. And two, they don't have a high level of standards because of whatever has happened in their experience. And when you are honest enough to acknowledge that the only reason why I did this is because my standards were low. And, and quick sidebar, one of the things that I, I said to my, my oldest, my 15-year-old, my bonus boy, was like, as cheesy as it is, and it is going to sound cheesy, as cheesy as it is, you have something very special to offer the rest of the world. When you give that away freely, somebody can, for the rest of your life, hold it over your head that this thing that's supposed to be special, it ain't really that special. Because I'm i am going to say it this way, and, and I apologize to anybody offended. Cold, lonely night, middle of college, everybody doing this, everybody traveling about to head back home, the fat girl. In the school, that's kind of cool with everybody. You mess around and knock her down. Now, in the moment, it's just like something. But when the grand scheme becomes the picture that you're painting for yourself, you're like, oh my God, why? Why did I? Because now, even if you deny it, that girl can forever and <laughs> always say, I had him. And ain't nothing you can do about it.
1: That's very true. That's very true, man. That's the facts. Um, yeah, man. I think I think we lost Brent, but um, from my standpoint, when I look at it, that that's a that's a terrible situation it is. that Joe Smith has found himself in. But mm-hmm. I also think, and I don't know if the NBA still does it, but uh, the the NFL would do it. Even going back to Tony Dungy, when I was young, I had an opportunity to be in a Tony Dungy football camp.
2: That's dope.
1: One of the best experiences ever because Tony Dungy, he's he's cool, calm, mm-hmm. and, you know, relaxed guy. But he has words of wisdom. And this was actually when he was the coach of the Tampa Bay Bucs. So prior to him going to the Colts, the Colts yeah, to win guys, it, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, but we knew that you know he was he was really good defensive coach and. You know, he was was passionate about player development. Um, When I think about that, the NFL does it, too. They do it for rookies, like welcome to the league and things of that sort. I think there are opportunities for us to address these situations, not really us, but the, the league, to address these situations as cautionary tales. Because a lot, I mean, we talked about it previously, a lot of players end up messing with the same women. They just hop around even to the point where we didn't talk about it and I I don't know if Brent's phone might have died, but um, the league right now, James Harden just got traded. I'm sure you saw that. He got traded to the Clippers. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things and the reasons why people are saying he didn't want to play for the Sixers anymore outside of Daryl Morey being a liar and lying to him was his ex-girlfriend has married um what's the guy's name he used to play for phoenix golden state he had blonde hair for a little bit he's a hooper kelly Oubre. Oubre.
2: Oubre. you're right i
1: forgot yeah. about that yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so he was like man no this i'm done that's what he started saying i'm not showing up you know when they signed Oubre. And Oubre's there, you know, that's his wife now. So uh, you think about that dynamic, just messing with <laughs> the same woman over and over, it has to hurt a team in some way, form, or fashion, hurt the player as well. So
0: sure.
1: something to think about, um, you know, choosing the right one. Like I said, I feel like that's something that we should talk about more and more. And yeah. I don't think... At least I haven't done the research and uh, the the scientific evidence to say like who is your soulmate and really identifying who that is. Yeah. What I can do is give you tips and hint towards what the right direction may be, based off of my experience, and okay. you know maybe even well, hopefully that'll help individuals sidestep certain obstacles along their journey and really think about is this somebody that i see myself with right now Mm -hmm. maybe in the future you know right um somebody asked me (laughs) but they asked me like hey you see her mom that's how she gonna look and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) like nah that ain't the case man it ain't gonna be but um I mean, that's that's also something, like, you know, for real, that's something that people say, right? So you got to, like, think about the advice that you're taking in. and yeah, for sure. It's like, okay, look at look at her mom, and then that's what you're going to be looking at in 20 years or whatever, you know? So think about what that may look like or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like choosing the right one is not a bad topic of discussion, whether you're – in college, trying to figure out your life, figure out your future to the multimillionaire, NBA player, pro basketball, pro ball player. Yeah, um, that's just my thoughts.
2: No, man, you're you're right on it, and I think that is a a much deeper conversation that we actually because even even what I feel like I've done specifically because, like I said, my wife and I have the business where we dedicate time energy, effort, hours, days, months, weeks into these conversations, having these conversations more broadly, I think, would be beneficial. So just to kind of give some quick examples. Um, when, When you're thinking about the vetting process for a significant other, there are things that we're willing to overlook for a certain person. So if you have somebody who is very much agreeable, very much is willing to listen to your perspective and acknowledge that their perspective could be wrong, you're more willing to accept the fact that maybe they don't clean up so well, or maybe they're not as interested in making sure that they cleaned up that whole spill that they made. They put the paper towel down, got most of them. You're willing to overlook it. But when it's somebody who's, you know, very not very agreeable and like combative and they do that it escalates into a bigger problem. So those are things you need to look at. Like if we get into a disagreement and it's a it's a tough di- disagreement, are you willing to make up whatever that looks like for you and your situation just as hard as you're willing to disagree, which caused the issue in the first place? Like those are things you need to look at. If I, I believe in going to church and this person doesn't, That's something that can potentially cause an issue. If I go to this type of church, you go to this type of church. If I know that you're not willing to look at another type of church, that's cool, but that can potentially be problematic. Are you willing to accept those things as problematic and saying, I really like this person, but I don't want to have this type of impact on them? Because in return, they should say, I don't want to have this type of impact on you either. And then y'all can amicably make whatever type of separation in that relationship you need to make. That is the vetting process that that I'm talking about. And I believe similarly, that's what you're talking about. It's those type. It's not just make sure he got a good car. Make sure he got some good credit, girl. Make sure he love his mama. Make sure he got a job in his own place. That's all superficial stuff that can go at any moment. So.
1: Yeah, we're on the same page with that, I think. You need the conversation has levels to it and it has to level yeah, for up. Like, sure. you have those, those. And let's just say, when we were first on the ideas of what a long term relationship that could turn into a marriage would be, you have those basics. You know, you say, like, oh, make sure he has a car, or he has a job, not even a good job. It's like he has a job or he, knows what he wants to do, right? Yep. So, those types of things. Continue to grow and then it steps depending on your maturity level, where you are in your life and what you're looking for. Um, so yeah, it, definitely more conversation around it. Um, I do feel like we can continue to build on this, this date thing and, but also yeah. the biggest challenge that I see for the world today. And I'm done after this. I'm not going to keep talking about it. But the biggest challenge I see for the world today is we allow the thoughts and opinions of others to sway what we want. Yes. Uh, And I think, and it's tough because I can raise my hand today and tell you that I'm the type of person that used to order stuff off of the infomercial. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it was, man. Was a <laughs> it sounds funny, but um, it was like this, like, it was a rag that they were selling, like a dish rag, but it could do every, everything, and it could soak up, like, so much water. And and I was like, man, I need that when I'm washing the car. Matter of fact, I need that when I'm doing this, and I, and I ended up buying it. I'm going to tell you what's so crazy about that situation as I break it down. The more I think about it is my wife couldn't believe that I bought it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: not only did she, it didn't sit with her that she was just like, I can't believe you didn't buy it. She waited until we had a group function and she was like, man, y'all know Dwayne bought a sham wow. That's what it's called. You see, sham came
2: back to- I remember.
1: We well, ain't bought a sham. Why they like, man, you be buying stuff up in infomercials? I'm like, man, they got me, you know? <laughs> but, what, but that's what it is, right? Like, yeah. we see these things trending. We see what other people have. And then we're mm-hmm. like, you know what? That's what I want. And if we don't really sit with ourselves outside of everybody else and really think about what do I want from me? Then Mm -hmm. every time we turn on the TV, anytime we open the app, we're going to always say, well, you know what, this is what it is. And then next thing you know, you've been in 10 different relationships, been engaged three different times, but you always find something that you don't like about this one that the other person ain't showed you yet. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's not that they don't have it. They just found a way not to show that to you because you let them know that you're not into that. And you're not looking for that in the beginning based off of your situation. So they're hiding it, you know,
2: preach. So I will, I will give this last piece. And then if we want to wrap it up, we can. And this it's midnight madness. I went to prom with a girl that was not very attractive. A part of the reason why I went to prom with this young lady was one of my best friends, probably my best friend in my high school experience was like, you going to prom. You think about going to prom with her and the way he said it was so dismissive. I'm like, because she was a cool girl, cool girl, good heart, good spirit, all this stuff. Um, she was really into me. I wasn't really that into her. Um, And even in my, I never had a girlfriend that I went to high school with in the same school. I always like, it was always somebody that was outside of the school. So this is the first girl I really, so people weren't used to me, you know, interacting with a young lady like this at our high school. So when he said that, I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with her? And I wound up going to prom with this girl. And the only reason was because he said that. I wasn't into her. You know, we were kicking it for a minute and it was you know kind of like i said with my with my youngest like she was interested so i was like okay you know okay let's let's kick it for a minute um and and then we were kind of coming up close towards the end of the year so it just kind of flowed perfectly for that to be a perfect storm and um his him saying it the way that he said it i was trying more so to prove a point to him about who i was Mm-hmm. than doing what I wanted to do for me. And I I can always look back at that and be like, every time I, I see a picture or anything, I'm like, you know, and it's like, but this, I created this scenario because I allowed somebody else to impact yeah. my thought process. So when I think about social media now, I'm like, bruh, Imagine if you had not just your good friend that you're just having a random conversation with, but eighty percent of your existence during a day directly connected to somebody else's thoughts. Who the heck would I be? So, just throwing that out there for the world.
1: I think that's perfect, man. Hey, with that, I feel like you know you're in a prime position to go ahead and close this out. And and for me, I think if you wanted to reiterate what you just said or build on that. And that's yeah. perfectly fine. But I think that that that's hitting a nail on the head right there, man.
2: Yeah. So, so, okay, I'll go ahead and try to close this out, but I, I do think, and I want to say that this is a lead up to a much deeper conversation. I think it connects directly to uh, the dating list. And I think that um, it, it, I think it's an interesting activity to get an idea of what, not just somebody who's trying to create content, but like, what what does the general public think about what's okay for a woman in a date and okay for a man in a date and then bring you back to reality as a result. And to tie it back to what I was just saying, the reality was I wasn't really into this young lady like that. She was a cool girl. You know, she, she was really into me. She didn't do anything wrong by me um, except for some other stuff a little later on with her getting pregnant and, you know, making it seem as though the baby could have been mine after her mama hit her out in another state for a little while, but another conversation another day. Um, and then come to find out when the baby was born, the baby looked just like another dude. And it's like, wait a minute. But again, another conversation another day. Um, but point being, when you're talking about vetting, when you're talking about a significant other, when you're talking about reality, real life, a life partner, And you don't want to be somebody either in Joe Smith's situation where he was unaware or Joe Smith's situation where he's aware and they need to do this. If you're trying to avoid all of that, you need the tools to vet. And the vetting process doesn't start with somebody else. It starts with you. And a big part of that is how susceptible am I to accepting somebody else's perspective, ideas on who I should be, what I should be chasing after, um, what they want me to be, how much am I leveraging that to be who, I, who I'm who i going to eventually become? And how does that directly interact with who I select to go along this journey with me? So the vetting process is critically important, but it starts with vetting yourself. And that's that introspection. So I'll leave it at that, but that's definitely a much, much deeper conversation.
0: And that's a wrap for another episode of Midnight Madness. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did.
1: Absolutely. Remember, this podcast is for you, and your thoughts and ideas are what make it special.
0: Before we sign off, we have a small request for you, our amazing listeners. If you found value in tonight's discussion, if it resonated with you, if it made you laugh or think, please consider subscribing to Midnight Madness.
1: That's right. By hitting the subscribe button, you'll never miss an episode And we got some incredible conversations lined up and we want you to be a part of
0: them. And don't forget to hit the like button. Share this podcast with your friends and loved ones and leave a comment. Feedback means the world to us.
1: Your comments, your thoughts, and your ideas are what keep the conversation going. We're always eager to hear from you.
0: So until next time, Thank you for joining us in the madness, for speaking your truth, and for being part of this incredible community.
1: Keep the thoughts flowing, those conversations going, and those ideas growing. Stay unfiltered, stay real, and most importantly, stay you.
0: We'll catch you on the next episode.